Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? It's time for the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and today on the show we have 20th century American composer Cole Porter and ancient Greek tragedian Sophocles. It was a fascinating talk. Uh, Don't forget that you can always check out the freshest episodes every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Give us suggestions for dead people you want to have on the show and let me know how much you love it. Buy my book, The Killian Conway Technique. Rate and review the podcast. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. You should also go to my website, jarrettberenstein.com, for all the latest updates on upcoming shows and projects. And also mark your calendars. March 24th at 9 p.m. is my annual birthday show. This year we're doing the Sporty 40. The Magnet Theater, March 24th at 9 p.m. Special guests, stand-up, storytelling, sketches. is going to be a hoot and a holler. You're not going to want to miss it. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Sophocles and Cole Porter only on Famous Dead People. It's time. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. Oh, you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. The story stuck in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American composer and songwriter behind such hits as I Get a Kick Out of You and You're the Top Cole Porter. Oh! Yes. <laughs> and ancient Greek tragedian whose work includes Oedipus Rex, Antigone, and Electra, Sophocles. Hello. How are you? Uh, Mr. Thank you. Sophocles, Mr. Porter, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Thank uh, you. Let's start off with um, Cole Porter for just a moment. So mm. you were born into a wealthy family in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, your father was, I read on Wikipedia, he was a druggist, which <gasps> uh-huh. I have to assume is different than a pharmacist, because otherwise it would have said pharmacist, right? Correct. Okay, what's the difference between a pharmacist and a druggist? Well, pharmacist is, what? <laughs> <laughs> Jared turned around and looked at his screen. I'm just checking some of the technicals Already here. Already no, I'm just checking to make sure everything's recording correctly because oh. I can tell already yeah. how on point how on point you are. Uh-huh. So I'm just checking to make sure everything's everything's recording because okay. I don't want to miss a minute of this. Right. Okay. I don't want to miss a minute of this, Cole Porter. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So you're saying a druggist. Okay. A pharmacist <laughs> is someone who just says, next, and then gives the drugs. Okay. Next in line, mm-hmm. you know. But a that's a pharmacist. And they're boring and they're lonely. Mm. Close your eyes, Sophocles, and picture <laughs> mm-hmm. picture a pharmacist. Uh, yes. Aren't you sad? <laughs> and bored. Yes. But a druggist, mm-hmm. a druggist is someone who's actually in the labs uh, doing the mixing and the scooping. Oh, and fun. Like potions. More fun. Like an alchemist almost. Yes, like okay. a witch. Ooh, like a witch. Okay, uh-huh. so your dad was... In Indiana, in like the 1800s, mid 1800s, he's basically a witch. Yes. And so you were, you had a very strong relationship with your mother. Uh, she yeah. made sure that you had the very best musical education, even from a young age. It seems you had an early aptitude mm-hmm. for music and composing. Oh I, yes. So I read on the Wikipedia <laughs> that you wrote an opera when you were 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us all about this opera. I'm so fascinated by what a 10 year old would write an opera about. <laughs> Um, you know, what was it titled? What was the theme? Like, what was going on? Uh-huh. So I exhaled because uh, I'm just so exhausted talking about this. About but... the, the opera you wrote when you were 10? Yes. This is what they always ask you about. Oh, on the road, every <laughs> state, every, everything. Okay. Well, then this yes. should be practiced. This should be well practiced then. <laughs> so my opera was called, my opera was called Two If By Sea, One If one if by train. Mm, two if by sea, one if by train. <laughs> yes. Okay. And it was about, it. Op- the show was all about, um, it, it was all of these, all my friends in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. they all had a part, whether they were good performers or not. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly just like, and I, I wrote the part, the main part for my mom. 
Oh, that's nice. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. And she played a mermaid, and she wore a clamshell bra. Oh, fun. And, right? The it's the best mm. when moms can do, can <laughs> yes. do that and, for their sons. And you costumed your own production? Yes. That's oh, great. yes. Um, I am a full vision person. Oh, okay. That's something people don't know about me. I'm not just behind, I'm not just at the keys. You're not just words and and music. Not just music and lyrics Mm-mm. like the Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant Drew Barrymore, Barrymore movie. Oh, I love that one. Oh, please go see it. <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. My opera was Two If I See One of My Trains starring my mom in a clamshell bra and all my friends as fish and kelp and anything else you might picture and see. Okay, so you said Two If I See One of My Train? Uh-huh. Okay, what did the train come into? We're getting a lot of sea things. Your mom's a mermaid. Your friends are all fish. Right. Where's the train come into? And why, too. Right, why the train? Mm-hmm. Um. So the One If By Train is because... So Two If By See... That's where you're happiest and your friends. The sea, it's bouncy and buoyant. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But the train, it's lonely. And it's where people go when they have no family. That's how you travel if you have no family and no friends. By train. Yeah. People that are in the relationships, people that have children, or just anybody that loves them, a community, they go by boat. You mm-hmm. go That's just by how sea. you go. You go yes, by sea. Because yeah. you eat by, you eat in a communal way. But uh, when you eat on the train, you oh, eat God. at your it's just seat. just sad and cold people staring just, at the window. It's, I just closed my eyes and, and pictured it again. Oh. And it That's was, how you know. And I was lonely and bored. Right? And you're like sitting across from a pharmacist. Ugh. Exactly. That's right. Ugh. That's exactly Ugh. what it sounds like. Sorry, Amtrak. <laughs> okay. At Amtrak. So it Sorry. Seems like, so it seems like this is almost like a parable for... You know, like community and love and and friends and family, that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And so, all right, that's wonderful. I really hope that there's a copy of that out there somewhere because I would love to see a revival of Two If By Sea, One If, one by, if train. by Train. It's you'd be great in it. Oh, really? What oh. part do you envision me as? Uh, the mom. Yeah, I would be playing the mom. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can oh. fill out a seashell bra though. Oh. Does, do, is yes, it your you mother can. who plays the mom? Yes. Okay. Sophocles. That was serendipitous. Great. <laughs> it's very serendipitous. Let's move back over to uh, Sophocles Let's. just a moment. Oh. Uh, so you are one of only three ancient Greek playwrights whose work has been preserved. Yes. Uh, the other two being Aeschylus and Euripides, mm. who were mm-hmm. most likely contemporaries. Before we go on. Let's just confirm mm-hmm. or deny that, like, all three of you basically this is around the same time. Like, some people are like, yeah, Aeschylus might have been a little before, Euripides might have been a little after. Yeah. Like, were you, would you say that you guys were contemporaries? Like, you all knew each other? I was a junior when Euripides was a senior. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, and, uh. And then the, he was a sophomore. And Aeschylus yeah. was a sophomore yeah. when, when when you were a junior. I was a ju- when oh, I was okay. a junior. Yeah, so you're basically like sandwiched in with y- Aeschylus and Euripides. Yeah. Okay. I mean, right. you know how friend groups go. Of course, of yeah. course. So, um, all three of you, it, mm. uh, of the three of you, though, it yeah. seems like you were the star because you won the <laughs> annual dramatic competitions in Athens 24 times. And uh, I'm amazed yes. that we have this on record. By the way, we have we know that you won yeah. 24 times. We know that yep. that is 11 more times than Aeschylus ever won. And we know that it's 20 more times than Euripides ever won. Yeah. And so, first of all, congratulations. That's an <laughs> incredible you. record. Thank you. Thank uh, you. And uh, I'd like to ask you about these dramatic competitions. Like, like how is it that you yeah. guys, that your work was being judged? Were you put on full productions? Were they just reading your scripts? Like, how? Yeah. Oh, I, you don't know how dramatic competitions work in that. I mean, I know how contemporary dramatic competitions work. I'm just curious oh, how they worked back then. It's yeah. nothing like, yeah, it's nothing like that. Ooh, so okay. it's, it's, uh, we'd walk up to the, it's in the proscenium, mm-hmm. um, or, or, you know, an, an outdoor, like an amphitheater. Mm. Yes. And, um, the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. You, oh. yes. oh, you're familiar. Oh, great. I can barely Focus so. when one brings up the Hollywood Bowl. You did a lot of revivals, yes. a lot of uh, a lot of reviews at the Hollywood Bowl. I did, and, and when on my days off, I just go to the bowl. Oh, it's so nice! You can have lunch there, make a little picnic. They're uh, great. Anyway, that, so you were saying something. That well, that sounds wonderful. I know. The, uh, and there there was lunch at the theater. It was usually a daytime event. Oh, that's nice. Yes, uh, the, and we, grapes and cheese. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we did enjoy our grapes and cheese mm-hmm. in that day. Uh, but, uh, in any case, we'd walk up to the, uh, stage, the three of us, uh, there was obviously more than just the three of us participating. Of course. Uh, but we were, there was actually, uh, throngs of hundreds and hundreds. It's sort of like, Everybody um, was part of this. Everybody was part, it was a big culture thing. Mm. And it was like, sort of like. American um, Idol? It was sort of like American Idol. That's exactly like everybody what I was thought say. they could be uh, Athens' next top playwrights. Exactly. And mm. we had three. Wow. 
judges, just like American oh, Idol. Okay. Um, sitting right in the front of the stage. Okay. Um, and they're the same same judges year after year. It wouldn't change ever. Uh, well, it's got re-upped after I graduated high school. And gotcha. Um, okay. But they, the three judges were. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, we, the big celebrities in my day. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, tell us. Well, Dionysus mm. um, was okay. uh, on Horns? the left. Hmm? Horns, I think. Uh, he was the one. He was the god of oh, uh, wine right. and uh, revelry and sex, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, okay. Your words. <laughs> so he was there. Words, he was yes. there judging this competition. He was there judging the competition. At least that's you know. That's what the impression we were given. Was yeah. that, uh, Who knows what was going on under the table with that right. guy? Right. Oh. So Dionysus in the left chair. Um, uh, we had Hephaestus in the center. Ooh, Hephaestus uh, the historian? Snake? <laughs> snake. Inter very interesting. Um, he was a snake? I didn't was, know that. He had well, a snake, I think, on his staff. Oh, okay. He, if yes. I'm wrong, call him. <laughs> Correct me. Uh, yeah, he, he did. He had a, uh, he had a, a snake okay, on his good. staff. Okay. Uh, I, I might be thinking of Herodotus as the historian. You're saying yes. Hephaestus is a different yes. person. Okay, yeah, my fault, my fault. Um, and okay. then, uh, on the right, of course, um, Poseidon. Poseidon. So, yes. Okay. So, wow. Fun group. Uh, a fun group of judges. A good group of three mm -hmm. um, that that were somewhat unqualified to um, grade drama. Because none of them, <laughs> none of them dramatists themselves. None of them drama. Right. They, mm -hmm. they that was not their domain. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was much like American Idol, where it was these, a you know, shit they're not. Show. It was oh, very. <laughs> oh. You are a writer, aren't you? That's that's a wonderful choice of words. The, um, so did they have a dynamic the way that the American Idol judges had a dynamic? Was it like one of them's the nice one, one of them's the mean one? Right. You know, here's the thing: you wouldn't expect this. All of them were the nice one. Oh, all of them fun. were so supportive, nice. so nice. Just like oh, you know, like the Great British Baking Competition. Like the great, they're just that, like yes. oh, we love you all. Exactly. I it, hate it, that show. <laughs> Cole Porter, you hate the Great British Baking I Show? I do. Why? First of all, there's no tunes. Okay. Oh, that's right. Right? Yeah. Okay. And second of all, you can only watch people make so many cakes. That's true. Mm. You kind of run out of cakes after a while. There's a reason baking is a private activity. It doesn't translate <laughs> well to the big, big stage. You know, I really think they should have added some musical numbers. Like, I think Thank give you. it a little zazz, yes. you know? No zazz. What are we paying for? Anyways, so... You're, so I mean, you're right. The glitz and glam, it's, it's yeah. you know, it's not just uh, icing on the cake, so to yeah. speak. Oh, <laughs> I'm a writer myself. Um, that's why you won 24 times. Yes. Annual dramatic competition. Oh. That's right. Yes, I did. So, uh, so then what would happen? These guys are sitting down. Yeah. Do you perform your play? Is it like a staged reading? And, and almost nothing to do with plays. <gasps> Really? Almost, almost nothing. Okay. The, the qualifying entrance is is that you write a play. Okay. So you write a play. You write a play. All right. You wrote a play. You give them the script, and that's all. They they don't read it. What it's did you wear <laughs> when you'd go to these things? I can't stop trying to figure out what were you wearing. So, I have, it's a, it's tunics, right? Go, yes, it's, it's exactly oh, that. That's it's robes. It? It's like it's like a toga party. It's like right? a toga party. <laughs> that's but what I all thought, Greece looked like back then. I yeah. know, but I thought maybe, just maybe, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> Okay, so you're wearing togas. Yes, if it helps you to close your eyes and picture it, uh -huh. it, it that was a very useful tactic for me. <laughs> I'm shut. Okay. The, okay. So yeah. So you write the play. They don't even read the play. It's just you got to write a play in order gotta to be considered. Got to write a play. It's sort of right. It's sort of like having a, a ticket to mm, entry. Gotcha. A, okay. pl a play is your ticket. You make your own ticket. So then, how do they judge this competition if they don't see or read the plays? You get up. So right. So we stand in a line. There's a, all our folks are watching, mm. and we stand and we there's. Uh, an administer who we come up one by one he throws a bucket of water <gasps> so, uh, over our heads mm. and we gasp okay and that's it that's all it's graded on is the wow. is the gasp how good of a moment. gasp this person has <laughs> exactly is probably related to how good of a of a playwright they are and i'm not and that, and right and so i'm not you know one to I but I had the you know most dramatic gasp. You had the best gasp, everybody. Yeah. I, I have to guess. Uh, uh, Aeschylus yeah. probably played it real cool. Yeah. Right. You know, he's trying to he's trying to Paul Newman it. He you was know. right. He oh, was. Oh, I hate Paul Newman. <laughs> really? Paul, I, you hate Paul Newman? I do. I just watched The Sting. The Sting's great. Boring. Oh, I love The Sting. First of all, no musical numbers, so I completely understand. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean. 
mean the entertainer, the dee 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 dee. Well, that's more of a score, I would say. Not really. I know. A musical number. Not right. That's true. I know what that is. But all the same, very boring, that movie. It's just too. First of all, and then I will shut up about it. No. Why do they keep calling? Why does Paul Newman keep calling Robert Redford's character boy and kid? They are the same age, basically. In the, If you watch, Robert mm. Redford looks 50. Paul Newman mm-hmm. looks like 56. Okay. And, and they keep being like, kid, listen to me, kid. Yeah, think, listen to me, boy. I think it's more of a, I've been in the game for longer than you. By I've been, a I've been few pulling, weeks. I've been pulling scams longer than you. <laughs> Redford's no boy in that movie. He's definitely not young, but he's definitely new to the long con game. That's what the whole, that's what the sting is about. I had to crank up the volume like everyone was doing that 70s muttering oh it was a mess <laughs> like Aeschylus right like Aeschylus oh I'm such a 70s muttering <laughs> he coined the 70s mutter now I hate to put you on the spot here yeah. uh, but would you do a gasp for us would you do oh, one of your oh, I mean, award winning gasp we don't have a bucket of water unfortunately yeah. but maybe maybe you can just use a little method and it's, and see what it's like mm. um, I, I haven't done this in God, hundreds of years, but I'll oh. give it a shot. Yeah. Um, okay, whatever you need. Um, okay, just maybe a moment. And then, <clears throat> oh. Wow. Oh. That wow. is not what I was expecting. Really? That's yeah. so. It was even better. Thank you. It's got layered. It's, it's, it was a layered performance. You, yeah, you applauded for my winning, but not for that. That's so. Was, oh, well, no, but I was just too bowled over. I right. loved it because it wasn't breathy. Yes. It had a nice yes. piercing quality. So that voice mm. would go right over a 60 person orchestra mm. and really please the crowd. That's... Definitely. If you're just listening to us, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm my guest today. Our ancient Greek tragedian Sophocles. Hello there. And 20th century American composer and songwriter Cole Porter. Da, 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 da. So let's go back to Cole Porter for just <laughs> oh, okay. a moment. Uh, so yes. your grandfather was a man named J.O. Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the richest man in Indiana. He sort of ruled oh, yeah. the family uh, with an iron fist. He decided that you were going to be a lawyer. Didn't even ask. He's like, you're going to be a lawyer. Sent you to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were, he, he liked to throw his money around. He, when you were a uh, valedictorian, he rewarded you with a trip to Europe, all expenses paid. Uh, that led, of course, to Yale undergrad and Harvard Law School. But when you're at Harvard Law, you start talking to your teachers and they're like, maybe you should switch to the music department because of how good you are right. at writing songs. And how bad I was at everything else. Oh, you were bad at being a lawyer? Uh, just like everyone who goes to Yale and Harvard <laughs> Law, I was bad at the thing I was there for. Interesting. Because I was just there because, uh, come on now, I was my family. So I just got scooped up and taken, mm. take, when you're a rich boy, Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't write that. That's a little fiddler. But brava. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, do you know that in Spanish that show's called El La Violinista en el Tejado? Um, and so that's just the fiddler on the roof in Spanish. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh yes. I thought it might have like a funny translation or something. Oh, sorry. The fiddler who sits on top of the house. That was just a sincere thing I said. Okay, sorry. And you know that, and you know that's our bread and butter here on the show (laughs) is when you're sincere. Anyway, anyway, I was just the way you go to Yale and Harvard. In case you don't know, perhaps we should back up. Mm -hmm. When you're a rich boy, you you. One day a bus comes and just says, hop on, Mm. boys. And then you go to school and then you get a big trip to your, you know, it just happens. Yeah. It's just that, you know, this is the, this is what happens when you're a legacy. When you have money behind you, the the path is paved with gold. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's smooth. So you just fly in, no cobblestones. Mm -mm. Anyway, so I was at Yale and Harvard and then my teachers were like, oh no, oh no, you're bad at everything. (laughs) But... Oh, good. You have a, a skill. But of course, we can't help you here because it's Yale and Harvard. So mm. there's no music there. Mm. They'll tell you there is, but don't believe them. Yeah, they had a music school that they tried to to send you to. But I guess you're saying that they didn't. Oh, no, it's you're bad. Saying, oh, it was a bad school. It's a, it a bad, bad school. school. Gotcha. Don't go. Uh, announcement. I'm sure it still stands. 
don't go to Yale or Harvard for music, you oh, nut. Oh, go some go to Berkeley is the school for music. Honestly, right? yeah, Berkeley. Berkeley College of Music. Berkeley, or just hit the clubs. Hit the clubs to get your hands dirty. That's how you get good. Just That's get how you in get there. good at it, you know? Anyway, so yeah, so Yale and Harvard, and then my teacher said, get out of here. Go, go play. Mm, be a musician. Yes. Now here's the thing, you didn't tell. This is in defiance of your wealthy grandfather who wanted you to be a lawyer. I read that you were able to uh, to keep this a secret from him, but you were basically working as a songwriter on Broadway for like two years before you went to go fight in World War One, and oh. you kept it secret from your grandpa the entire time. You're basically saying <clears throat> I'm I'm still in law school that whole time. Yes. Wow. I mean, you have to remember there were no paparazzi. Then. That's right. No cell phones. <gasps> What's that, Jared? No, Tell you me. know what a oh. cell phone is called. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like there's no people, people wouldn't be able to snap a pic of you like leaving exactly you know Sardis or whatever the Ooh, yes, whatever the Sardis. hot place was no <laughs> yeah Sardis the, the, the Hippodrome or whatever my lunch at Sard my wild lunch at, at Sardis, Sardis. yeah. Um, <laughs> No, so uh, I kept it a secret, mm -hmm. and uh, I went. Then I went, hopped over to the war real quick, and mm -hmm. then came back. Gotcha. And I have a, first of all, I have a lot of questions about the war, so let's not gloss over that. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to ask you. So then, after the war, your, right. your grandfather died in like 1923, a few years after the war was mm -hmm. over. So he just never knew. He never knew that you gave up being a lawyer. Right. Wow, that's incredible. And he wasn't the kind of guy that would go to a Broadway show. So there's no worry that he would like catch you there he thought musicals were for the week mm. so of course naturally i if he knew he would have been very disappointed in me gotcha gotcha well i'm i mean i'm glad that he was able to go to his grave with like you know as happy you know thinking that you were fulfilling his dream for you even though you ended up fulfilling your own dream instead i know oh you said it better than I could have ever said it. Well, that is high praise. That is high praise coming from you. But let's uh, go back over to Sophocles for just a moment. Sure. So you also came from a wealthy family. You were the son of a man yeah. named uh, Sophilus, <gasps> yeah. uh, who I believe made armor either for the military or for private use. The Wikipedia was unclear about that. Yeah. Uh, given Sport. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what? S for sport. sports. For sport. Armor for sports. N uh, for sport, for fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, he was making it like for his own enjoyment or was making it for people to wear while they were sporting? He's a hobbyman. He okay. just has hobbies, armor oh, okay. being one of them. Oh. He like made a lots rich of guy. things. Like, like a, a rich, rich guy, guy would. Right. Yeah, he had an armor den. An armor den? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Like just a place where he would fiddle around with armors. <laughs> I think it's pretty you know? stuff. Yeah, it's a den yeah. for making armor. Did he make like interesting armor or was it like cool armor? Was it traditional armor? Did he ever do anything that was like... This is going to be the new thing, um, you know. Yeah, I, he was, was he like the the Van Gogh of he making was, armor. I mean, he was more of you know a, a, a jack of all trades for for things. So he he just made a lot of things yeah. in small amounts. Gotcha. He wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel with his armor. He's no. just I'm going to make armor now. I'm going to make spears armor, now. I'm going to make uh, your igloos. Our armor wasn't even the primary thing that he made. Oh, what was <gasps> the primary thing that he made? Oh, I mean. <laughs> I don't wow. know if it's that shocking, <laughs> Cole Porter. Cool. Wow, are you? I'll let you know when we have a big reveal yeah. on the show, oh, Cole okay, okay. And then you can be that excited about it. Uh, Cole, I wish I could tell you he made music, but but uh, unfortunately mm. he no, didn't. No, it's okay. Only I make music, <laughs> That's Sophocles. True. How was that gas, by the way, Sophocles? Do you think she would have won? Do you think he would have won the... Uh... I could be she or he. Yeah, that's <laughs> You think he would have won the uh, the contest in Athens? The, the, uh, if I, listen, if I wasn't in it, that that's pretty good. Dude, you know, that's, that's a close second. That's then. a close second. So wait, this was your grandpa who was rich. Uh, your father. Oh, my father was rich, but the whole family had. He mounted uh, armor like on the wall. You guys are caught up on armor. This is not his biggest trade. <laughs> oh, but, but he, he, he did, did mount things. He okay. did mount armor on the wall, mm -hmm. but he made butter. He made paintings. Yeah, he made. You know, he made friends. Oh. With I'm just, I'm teasing. That's the most important thing, he, right? Of course, in your whole life, and he instilled that in me. Mm -hmm. um, but he, he made, uh, he, he, but those, those were some of the primary things he made. Right. Um, he made baseball bats. He made oh. um, and butter. And yeah, fun. And butter. Okay, that's um, all right. So yeah. you, you know, wealthy family, you get the best education. Yep. Uh, we don't have a record anywhere of your decision to become. Uh, a dramatist. Yeah. And what m made you happen to want to do this? I mean, I'm assuming that your father, unlike uh, Cole Porter's grandfather, was fine with it because he was such a jack of all trades. He's like, yeah, 
yeah. write plays, write uh, write poems, yeah. write laundry lists. Like I don't care. And so I did. Yeah. I wrote oh. I wrote everything. And writing it's funny, you're caught up on the plays. It's not even, you know, well that's all right. The, but oh, yeah, so you wrote, wrote other things besides plays. Tons of things. Oh, interesting. Tons of things. Okay. Yeah, it's funny well, all the this plays. Has been, are... It's been lost to the ages. Really? What's your favorite thing that you ever wrote that we don't currently have right now? Cuz really we only have uh, the, a little bit of the Oedipus series. We have Antigone. <laughs> that was good. Electra. The that was good. Mm-hmm. The, my, my favorite thing I ever wrote was a, a short story um, for my niece. Oh, oh, that's so adorable. Yeah, that's precious. Uh, Tell yeah, us about the short you. story. Tell us all about it. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it's funny. I haven't thought about it in 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 a while, but it's something that I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. It's um, a short story featuring. Um, it actually it has several things within the story that are sort of blanks, and you fill in based on whatever my niece says. Okay. Um, so you would write like um, the other day I went to the and right, and then and the blank, blank and sort of put maybe in parentheses underneath location. Oh, and I would okay. have her fill in Hollywood the Bowl. <laughs> ho- right. So the other day I went to the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, oh. that's a fun uh, and a great sentence it is. No? But hold on a second, Sophocles. Yeah. I feel like if I don't know where this story's going, yeah. this has the potential to sort of like go off the rails really easily. Like, And what if you know, the person that is filling in the blanks is being a little saucy. What if they're writing like location, wow. the fart store? <gasps> what if what if it's Jerry. like noun? What if Sir. it's like butt cheeks? You know? <laughs> like like if you don't have any control over those specifics, like like uh, that that story could be anything. And that's you the know? creative control I'm willing to give up. First of all, genius suggest I mean oh, stop. They, they, but that's the kind of inventiveness and inspiration that we didn't have back then. That that's that's things that I admire. So you, but so yeah. yeah, what would your niece then fill in? Like, you know, being a young being a young girl. Yeah. Did she was she trying to stick to the script or was she being rebellious? Was she trying to, you know, kind of do what I did? Well, and- she didn't see the script initially. I would just tell her the things. Okay. And then she would tell me. Oh, Jared, his niece in. never said butt cheeks. <laughs> I don't know that his niece never said butt cheeks. There's all kinds of nieces in the world. <laughs> my, my, it's neither here nor there whether my niece <laughs> said butt cheeks. Uh, but but my, my niece would say, my you know, my niece was four or five years old when mm-hmm. I started writing these things for her. So she would say things like, you know. Uh, uh, the church. <laughs> the church. Or, um, that uh, sounds more like the niece. I sounds like a good niece. Of. Right, sounds exactly. like a very well-behaved niece. This was but a she, yes. Wow. It's funny. She ended up being a hunter. That's but yes. You, by the way, Cole Porter. You can't wag your finger at butt cheeks. Why? By the way. Well, we'll we'll get to that after oh. the break. Unfortunately. <laughs> That is something for our uh, li- listening audience can gasp at, should they not already know about your sordid past. Uh, but what I, what I want to know, before we go to the break, uh, yeah. Sophocles, mm-hmm. what does it look like to be a successful writer back then? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you were such a successful playwright. Mm-hmm. You know, even among Aeschylus and Euripides, you're the, you're the top dog. You're the star. Thank you. And we have yeah. such reverence for successful people in entertainment today, did it look anything like that in ancient Greece if you're a successful dramatist? Well, the one, you know? the one thing that was very important to me growing up, uh, and it always was, uh, were goats. And so getting to that level of success, mm. you could sort of... Uh, it was, it, that was Sorry. the only way. Oh, wow. No, just keep going, Sophocles. Keep just going. Just put down that, oh, put down that champagne. I don't know how you that's, brought all that champagne in, in here. In my plastic bottle. Oh, champagne. Sorry. It gives yes. people the bullshit it does. It gives me a boost. That's mm-hmm. right. The, uh, the, and so. So I, like a goat, that's a status symbol back then. You got, sh- you got to get yourself a goat. It's a status symbol. It's a, it's a, it's a thing to take care of. It's mm-hmm. another, you know, it's oh, a, okay. it's a, it's a friend as my father might say. Oh. So, so reaching, you both are <laughs> alarmed by this. Uh, Equally the, interested. Yeah. I would well, say. I just, I recently had, I, I thought I was having a goat milk latte, but mm. I realized I read it wrong and it was oat milk latte. Oh. <laughs> and so I was just in a real he- head spin because I yes. was like, I just tried a goat milk latte. I told everyone all day. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and it said oat. My oh, brain man. made it say goat. That must have made you, made you feel really silly, Cole Porter. It really did. <laughs> okay, so. Anyway. So you, I'm assuming, yeah. you 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 get to a certain level, you can have all the goats that you want. Is that what you did? Cool. Fam- Is that what you did, Sophocles? That's, that's, thank you. The, well, famous, but right. When you reach a certain level of status at that point, you can demand 
as many goats, it's very specifically goats as you want. Mm. So th- so I did. I had a, a large ranch. A goat entourage. Goat entourage. Wow. Many goats as you can imagine. Yeah, you had yeah. a drama. You had an E. Right. You had a turtle. There you and there you are, Vinny Chase, just That's... owning all, all these goats. It doesn't matter. Okay. Cole Porter, we've got to take a short break, unfortunately, but we'll be right back with Cole Porter and Sophocles on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. Remind me to turn your mic off the next time breath. I do that. Did you Sorry. hold your breath the whole break? For the break. That was oh, wow. remarkable. Uh, I am your host, Jared Berenstein. We are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are ancient Greek tragedian whose work includes Oedipus Rex, Antigone, and Electra, Sophocles. Hello. And 20th century American composer and songwriter behind such hits as I get a kick out of you, and you're the top Cole Porter. La, la, la. So <laughs> I wanted to talk to you, Cole Porter, oh, oh. about your time during World Sophocles. War One. Okay, so the United States enters the war. You move to Paris to work with the French Foreign Legion. There are records that list you as one of the soldiers that worked with the French Foreign Legion. There are even some... Uh, historical points that suggest you served in North Africa for a little while. At the same time, though, we know that you maintained a luxury apartment in Paris where you threw extravagant and scandalous parties with, quote, much gay and bisexual activity, Italian nobility, international musicians, and a large surplus of recreational drugs. And I am not wagging my finger at any of this behavior. I say, you might I say. say. <laughs> 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 you it's had, so much like spa, you spa had, castle, but it's like a drug but castle. But you do drugs there. You uh-huh. had a little castle in Paris where you and your friends would just do drugs all and the time. everyone's in robes. and Everyone's in robes having a great time. But yes. my question is, what did the war look like for you? Because you're both somehow serving in the French Foreign Legion, sometimes in North Africa, and also you're kind of like great Gatsbying it up in Paris at the same time? Well, your confusion is so valid, my dear, because, because, have you seen that movie, Dave? Dave with um, uh, Kevin Klein, I believe. I think so, and Melanie Griffith. And uh, no, it is not Melanie Griffith. Oh. It is Sigourney Weaver plays oh, the oops. wife. But they were both in Working Girl, and that's why I'm confused. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but it's what's just, the cell phone? It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so cold for Well, you're the one who told me no in this universe. Okay, okay. Cole okay, Porter. so Dave, mm-hmm. Dave. He it, had a stand in. The president had a stand in. Just like, anyway, in general, the president has a stand in. Mm-hmm. I had a stand in who oh, went wow. to war for me. You hired somebody who looked like you to go fight in the French Foreign Legion for you? Well, my sweet, I did not even have to hire them. I just promised them. Some fun drugs and some fun. And I wrote a song for this person. And I said, oh, please, love, go fight in my place so I can party in Paris. Mm, gotcha. So they didn't even take any money. They're just like, just let us party at your drug castle. This, this sweet boy who looked more or less like me, mm-hmm. he's, he was willing to do it as long as he, I just hooked it up later for him when he got back. Gotcha. And he, I'm assuming he got back safely and he oh, was he able. Did. Oh, that's so wonderful. As a rich boy can, I pulled some strings and I made sure he was never on the front lines. What kind of, so you just made sure he's never on the front, you didn't like pay like the enemies, like don't shoot at that boy. Oh no, you know? I just had some, I mean, 
in case it's not clear, I'm not a wonderful person. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I So far, strings. nothing has happened. Nothing has happened so far to make me think that you weren't a very nice person, Cole Porter. Perhaps it's not that I wasn't nice. I just had that sort of Harvard-Yale way mm. where things just fell into place, if you, just you will. have all this money, all this leverage. You can do whatever you want. The world is my sorority. The world is your sorority? Yes. I thought the world is your oyster. Isn't that the expression? Goat oh, ranch. a sorority is Go- so sorry. much more powerful. The world is your goat ranch. Goat ranch. <laughs> that was the expression back in Sophocles' time, of Yes. Course. Yeah. And I'm learning it's changed. A goat ranch sorority. A <laughs> uh, goat ranch sorority. Call my mm. agent. That's the next summer comedy hit <laughs> Goat Ranch Sorority Well if you need a book and a score you got it <laughs> oh. oh my god I would be so honored That's- We're gonna have a couple musical numbers in it obviously Cole Parter you gotta get on that Okay. And Sophocles you obviously I want this to be dark Dark, dark, dark. It's gonna be a dark comedy. That is all I know. Cause yeah, you do tragedy, man. Yes. You do the mom the, that has sex with her son, and the son kills the yeah. dad. Yeah. That is the. That is but the one I like is the the niece Mad Libs. Yes. <laughs> I love Mad Libs. That. That's a, a great name for it. It's so wonderful that you just came up with that name for this short story that Sophocles wrote. Did you I just, know. That's genius. It's like, I, I like it because it's like you know it's like. It's like uh, it's like it's mad, you know, like yeah. oh, it's crazy, it's insane, and it's libs. And it's libs. I like it because her <laughs> name, her name was Mad Libs. That's so. Her name was Mad Libs. Yes. Oh wow, interesting. Okay. That's so interesting. Mm, serendipitous. Let's go back over to uh, Sophocles for just a moment. Oh. So I like to ask you about the first play that you wrote that ever won the dramatic competition in Athens. Yeah. It's 468 BC. It was called Trip to Lemus. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it has been lost to time. This was yeah. the first play that you submitted. Yeah. Uh, and it is the it is the first time that Aeschylus was dethroned as the reigning champion. Yes. Do you remember that play, what it was about? Triptolemus, I believe it's pronounced. Triptolemus, is that it? Trip of Lemons. Trip of Lemons. Trip of Lemons. Okay. It's, I get that it's lost in translate. I get that it's lost. Jared, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, and, uh, no, and don't fault him, Cole Porter. Yeah. That's, that's, I think we should. Why don't well. you take that attitude and tie it on a rainbow, Cole Porter? That, wow. wasn't a, that wasn't a gay thing. That was about how that was sort of like, <laughs> your lyrics would be like, Keep going. tie a string around the moon. And, I didn't <laughs> I also didn't interpret it as such, but I'm glad that it wasn't. Well, you but. know what? It, we're, we're living in an in interesting time, and I want to make sure I'm being as, as sensitive. Oh. I want to be. I want to be an advocate. I want to be an ally. It's very oh, smart. Yeah, I exactly. knew you were. So yeah, just tie a string around your finger. Jared, you Cole seem Porter. like a good guy. There's, Thank you. you. you do. Not not enough of my guests say that. Anyways, so trip trip of lemons. You said trip of lemons. Trip of lemons. Trip of lemons. Okay. Yeah. Uh, basically. Uh, and it's it's funny, you know. I'm known, like you said, for being a, tra- a tragicist, and um, mm-hmm. and this is a dark tale <gasps> Ooh, of um, gotcha. trip of lemons. So dark it's tale. You know, um, a group of young young boys go out um, into the world. <gasps> um, I'm giving you the log line, you know, the synopsis. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. of course. A group of young boys go out into the world. Oh they, my god! Um, they tra- and uh, that's just the beginning, Cole Porter. So get but ready. I think Cole Porter senses the danger. They, she, is it because I said it's going to be dangerous? Yes. No, I can sense. The yes. world okay. is so fraught. Especially. As a composer, it's my job to know how it's all going to end. Mm, right. Because he's got to set the mood. Ma- and right. And maybe for the, something staccato, you know, a little bit mm. building. You, I'll let oh, you do yeah, it. Yeah. Leave I'll, that <laughs> to me. Stop it, please. I didn't know if that was maybe helpful for the understanding. Or, um, yeah. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you how to do your job. No, please. you're right. And okay. So. Oh, so the boys. So the boys, the they're going out into the world. They're, they, uh, they're because they're going camping. It's the first time going <gasps> camping alone. Oh wow! They go into the forest. They they bring their rucksacks and mm. and all that they need for. Okay. Um, they bring their you know everything they need. Their clothes. They're in the Was forest. Was River Phoenix in this? Perhaps. <laughs> it's so interesting. Or a, a baby face, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> The uh, well, um, obviously not Cole Porter. <laughs> no, it's um, <laughs> maybe that's... two ancient Greek actors. Yeah, maybe right. two could look like those people. Yeah, River sticks. And no, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> the uh, that's that award-winning wit right there. I am a writer. That is who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they went out into the uh, into the forest. No leeches. No nothing. Here's oh. the thing. Did yeah. they have the lemons with them? Were they going to get lemons? Jared, you the are lemons... getting ahead of yourself. I'm sorry, I'm, just sorry, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited. They get into the forest. They're um, they're there. They're camping. They 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 go to sleep. <gasps> they go to sleep. One wakes up. All of a sudden, one wakes up. Oh my middle God. of the night. 
The rest are gone. Oh! He's by himself. It was the lemons. He's by himself, and and Cole Porter, you know, usually, you're, usually you're, you're you're off the it. wall, but Cole Porter, you're you're right on the money this you time. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> the le- and so right, so you find uh, no, spoiler the alert. I guess killed. I guess you'll never friends, get to read basically. it. The lemons had come because they were obviously, lemon trees. Obviously, it's a longer story. There's a lot of nuance in there that we're just that skipping over. This, this is a log line we're here. This is a lot right. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Wow. Now I read that for that year mm. uh, there was an unusual rule change in that you know uh they the, the wikipedia says they they got rid of the usual judges and they replaced military generals for mm. that competition yes and so they for so for every other one it was uh dionysus yep. it was hephaestus and yep. it was um poseidon poseidon yeah, it was gods. but this was the this was the was it the only year that they had the military generals this was the they replaced them right then <laughs> okay yeah, for the, the rest of yeah, they competition? did. I said they did re-upping after it was actually my my senior year that they did the re-up and then mm. they. Came. But so yeah, so this so the three general. Are you asking about the generals? Yeah, or, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, these again probably. Ju- I mean, if you knew the gods, you know the generals. Um, uh, Nathaniel, Marty, and and Brian. Nathaniel, Marty, and Brian, of course, the famous Greek generals. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're, you you <laughs> look confused, Cole Porter. Yes. No, no. Uh, Marty just, I don't know, it rang a bell in me. Mm, it, it did. Really? Oh, that sounds like a Cole Porter song, by the way. It rang a bell in me. <laughs> rang a bell in me. Every time I yes, look in I... your eyes, it rings a bell in me. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was a big fan growing up, Cole Porter. I was You're a the really sweetest. big fan. I think Marty was probably an old flame, and it just, I woke up, it just woke me up is all. Mm, that makes sense. <laughs> so, it could have been. So go on. Now, these judges, yeah. did you try, did you like put things in? into your play to maybe appeal to them, like knowing that the military generals were going to be the judges for the first time in this competition. In Trip of Lemons? Yeah, in Trip of Lemons, yeah. Yeah, this, so the, um, the boys were actually all named after them. Um, wow, so yeah. you just named them after the judges. Named them after the judges. Savvy, and, I like um, that. Yeah, and I knew the, um, the judges, uh, you know the the judges were. Mil- I mean, you know these guys. You, you if these. If the <laughs> well, gods I know preserved, Marty. Of you course, know Marty. Cole Porter knows Marty. <laughs> right, but um, I don't know the other two. So these guys have been r- really. That's surprising <laughs> to me. If the, go- the gods have been so well documented, but our military, mm-hmm. ge- the men who served some of the on- military generals, yes, most of them know. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you a single one, but I know that we have records of them somewhere. <gasps> oh. You know. <laughs> Is everything okay? I heard, I heard a rustle outside. <gasps> mm-hmm. Maybe it's a food cart. Neither here nor there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, food cart? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Nathaniel Solonikis. You don't know him. Mm-mm. No, no, no. <gasps> Nathaniel what, what? Solonikos. 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 Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. Is there some significance to him being one of the judges that we should know about? Oh, it's just surprising. You don't know. He was a big. I mean, everyone knew oh, him. Just so much get lost to time. This was 450 BC. We're talking about. You know, like I do forget. I mean, but you. Kn- it was so long I, ago. Listen, I I can't fault what you don't know, but that's interesting to you me. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I forget what I did yesterday. You know, like we're not gonna remember. Oh really? no. <laughs> Sometimes Jared. I forget what I did yesterday. Hold on, Jared. That's not that bizarre. Jared, you looking at me like I have early onset Alzheimer's? You do. Uh-oh. I don't have early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> sounds like you have early onset I Alzheimer's. I do have a lot of tattoos on my body to remind me of like where I live and who my friends are and who really? I can trust. Do you yeah, have the that's... longitude and latitude of where you were born of on course. your body? Yeah, who doesn't? Like how oh. else are you going to remember where you were born? That's... You know? um. You know, I remember just by brain. Uh, mm. That's so interesting that you have that tattooed. Interesting. Oh, you know, to each, to each his own. You know, it takes all kinds. I don't, it sounds like you have a condition. <laughs> don't, that, Cole Porter, don't you remember your famous song? Every brain is special. Every, every brain, brain is, is different. different. You have one brain and I have one brain and neither of them are the same. same. I even know. Every brain has twists and turns. <laughs> mm. Every Every brain looks like cashews inside. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like do. that. I like that lyric because it is scientifically accurate. It's so true. Let's speaking of your um your lyrics. I wanted to ask you about Colt Porter. You had some yeah. middling success as a songwriter at the beginning of your career, but when you're 36, you skyrocket to the top mm-hmm. with two simultaneous hits. One was on Broadway called Paris, and the other one was in Paris called. Broadway. La- oh, I wish. <laughs> oh, Porter, I wish. I was so disappointed when I read that the show in Paris is called La Review. Oh, right, right, right. You know, I was. So, oh, I can't tell you how disappointed I was reading well, that. Well, I had a private show. I did write a show. So I wrote the one for on Broadway called Paris. And then mm. I did for myself and my friends. I did write a show 
in Paris called Broadway. Oh, fun. Was but, it the, just the exact same show, but just the location is different? And the accents are all different. Fun. Oh, I love that. So in the musical Paris, you had your famous song, Let's Do It. Yeah. Which is a classic example of how your songs would sort of like slightly hint at being sexual. They were like a little risque. Right. But then there'd be like it. a swerve Bees at the end. It. Even educated fleas do oh! it. Let's do it. And then you say... Let's fall in love. Right, then you bring it right back And down. then it's like we learn that do it is not sex, but it's falling in love, you know? Well, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Do it is sex. Mm -hmm. You just had to be, you had to be sneaky. You yeah. still do, really. But I feel like a lot of your songs did that. Like, they were a little sneaky in that way. Uh-huh. You know, where they would be, like, kind of hinting at, like, making whoopee. You know, it's like, oh. Well, that's not a hint, my <laughs> dear. You're just of another time. Okay. So how controversial is it uh, at the time that you're writing music uh -huh. uh, to have a song where you say, let's do it four times before you clear up that 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 it is not sex. It's just the, the innocent act of falling in love. Romance. Right. Romance. <laughs> of course. It's, um... How your question is how controversial? Yeah, how controversial at the time when people sitting there and they hear the first birds do it. Yeah, bees do it. Even educated fleas do it. Let's do it. Were you people, love to show off. Were people that you know up losing, to the fleas part. Were people losing their mind? Yes, yes. Um. So on a scale of one to ten, mm -hmm. it was like a fifteen. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Wow. This is time for another. This is where Sophocles' gasp would have. Wow. Oh, it there we was go. as wild as to help you, to help everyone out there. Like Ariana Grande's side to side being banged so hard you walk side to side. I see. That was the level of risque at the yes. time. People in the audience are losing their minds, but then when they get to the lyric where he says, let's fall in love, Correct. was there like a tension release or people like, oh, oh. That was so that, right. That was so people could be like, so that ladies could, be blasting that tune in their parlor mm. and then when their husbands their boring old husbands straight husbands could say <laughs> could say turn that that rude mess off mm. I married a lamb not a tiger mm -hmm. then they could say no 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 see and then they'd crank up the part where they say let's fall in love and mm -hmm. then they're like oh, oh I'm I dumb. see this is in it right <laughs> When the I'm man said, dumb. I'm dumb, I I'm guess. a dumb man. That's what they say then. <laughs> right, but it was a way to like, it was a little code and a little protection. Mm. So if you're, just, if you're just joining us, uh, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 20th century American composer and songwriter Cole Porter. La, 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 la. Some, some of those classic Cole Porter <laughs> musical notes there. And ancient Greek tragedian Sophocles. La, la, uh, I'm sorry, hello. <laughs> <coughs> Now, you did also, Cole Porter, have a song called But in the Morning, No. Right. That was so risque mm -hmm. that it was banned from the radio. Yes, because that song, there were no code games there, my darling. Okay. So now, could you maybe share a few of the lyrics with us? Because I'm not familiar with that song. I'm a big Cole Porter fan. I know a lot of these songs. Right. For real. No, no, I, I don't know. know. But in the Morning, No. But in the Morning, No is about... In the morning, no. The, so I'll just say the, the words. Mm -hmm. But in the morning, no. Because pee-pee, I can't go. Because I'm sleepy, oh no. And why is why are you looking at me like that? I'm just listening. I'm just enjoying this. My <laughs> eyes are closed. We are hearing we are hearing Cole Porter lyrics straight from the horse's yes. mouth. No, it's because... I'm enjoying it. Thank you. That song is about if you fuck in the morning... And then you fall back asleep. Everyone involved is going to get a UTI. <laughs> is, so, to put it in reference for me, is there a contemporary song you might compare the risque level yes, of that to? Ariana Grande, side <laughs> to side. Imagine oh. if there was a little coda inside yeah. to side where she literally said, because I got fucked so hard. Right. And fell asleep. Oh. And fell asleep and then got a UTI. And then got a UTI. <laughs> gotcha. As we all know. I'm, I'm picturing that. I right. Guess. Okay. Um, all of our urologists, we're all boys here. Mm -hmm. The urologists tell us, you must pee right before you have sex and then right after. Ooh, before is good too? Yes, you I must unload. Mm. And then... <laughs> you must unload. Yes. Um, that's usually... And, uh -huh. Never mind. <laughs> 
loads come in all viscosity Usually sometimes. Usually I unload after sex. <laughs> ha, ha, come, I in know. Fact, just at the very end. You oh, should be wow. a writer, Joe. I should be a writer. Ah, not, yeah. not too few of my guests say that to me. So, <laughs> sorry, you were saying I Cole bought Porter. your book. Oh, oh, that's right, Cole Porter. I hope that you enjoyed it. I did. It's real good. Oh, did you start it yet, Cole Porter? I did. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, shh. Now, let's go back over to Sophocles for just a moment. Yeah. So, I'd like to ask you about a few moments from your life that were mentioned on your Wikipedia sure. as being historically important. Sure. Uh, so, in 480, this mm-hmm. is before your first victory as a playwright. So, nobody mm-hmm. knows you as a playwright, as far as we know at this point. Yeah, it's In 480. I feel the need to clarify something about me as a playwright. Because you, weren't, you, said, you said you did so many other things, right? Well, yeah, it's that, and I think you're... Uh, the story I wrote for my niece... Mm-hmm was sort of the format I used for all of my plays. Really? Yeah, so it was just sort of sentence structures with with blanks, and she so didn't... So everything, Oedipus Rex, yep. uh, Electra, yep. Antigone, these were all... Yep. Stand by me. <laughs> so I think that one you're getting a little bit conflated. That, oh, that, sorry, that, that was... That was called Trip of Lemons. Right, I forgot, remember. I forgot. Trip of lemons. That was Sophocling. Oh! Sophocling? King. Oh, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty sharp. Uh, so... So, uh, so all of your work as a playwright, you're mm. saying, was Madlib style. This this name that uh, Cole Porter came up with for us yes, for this format. Yes, Madlib. yeah, Madlib. it was Madlib wrote it. Wow, interesting. Yeah, wow. that's incredible. I did a lot of the content general. Anyway, but yes. So, continue. so regardless, so, yeah. uh, so just just for context, this is before you are a a a a, a famous playwright right. in Athens. Yeah. Um, you are chosen to lead a choral chant mm-hmm. to one of the gods to celebrate the Greeks' victory over the Persians mm-hmm. in 480. Yes. Now, that sounds like a really interesting ceremony. It's not something that I'm familiar with. Like, I think that might be lost to time. Like, like what exactly yeah. was this was that you would lead a chant to the gods yeah. to celebrate the, these victories, these, these, these war victories? Yeah. Uh, well, do, I mean, do, do you not know the chant then? You don't know the... I'll, I don't know the chant. There's I one can, chant. Well, there's there's multiple, but there's a chant, the chant that we do for, for the Greeks over the, mm. the Persians. Oh. Okay. Which is, um, it go, do you, I can just say the words to it. Yeah, if go maybe, ahead. Just you know, the in, words. In, yes. Um, we get we can have Cole Porter throw it to music later. Yeah, yeah. I that'd know. Be, that'd I didn't bring great. anything with me to make music. No sheet music, no piano. Nothing. Just nothing. my champagne yeah. <laughs> in a plastic <laughs> bottle. So it, so that's uh, so it goes. Um, in the morning, no, um, those peepees oh! must go. What? Um, because and to sleepy. We know. So it's it, because the peepees of the Persians and sleep, we use that as a euphemism wow. for, oh for death. So this almost identical song to what so Cole Porter wrote. What's happening here is you <laughs> yes. stole Sum it my up. song. What? Cole Porter, that is Hold on. chronologically impossible. That's it. That can't be right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm it's, several it just, hundred years. I think you know I what it know is? what's happening It's here. just zeitgeist. You know, there's just something in the exactly. air that you guys, you both felt the exact same thing. I didn't even realize that. That's funny. That you asked that question right after. Yeah, yeah. God, that's incredible. Oh. But of course, yours was not about UTIs. Yours no, was mine was about yours defeating a, you, the Persians. A metaphor about the Persians. A metaphor about the yeah. right about the Persians. That's really fascinating. Which UTIs could be a metaphor about the Persians as well. It could be. They, you could speak they're probably for Greeks. They're probably as irritating as UTIs. I'm oh, sorry, just, is that Greek? That's Persian for, hello, my name is Cole Porter. Oh, How wonderful. are you? Oh, wow. Truly. Quite a student of languages you are, Cole Porter. Oh, yes. I had no idea about this. So let me ask you about another uh, life moment here. <gasps> sure. Uh, 443, you are now an established playwright. Mm-hmm. Uh, you served as one of the treasurers of Athens, which I think is weird because you're a successful playwright, and yet they decide to make you, they elect you one of the treasurers of Athens. Yeah. Like, wh- why wouldn't they just have you... Yeah. Do more writing. They instead they're gonna have you be an accountant, basically. Yeah, ba- basically. Well, like I said, I did a lot. I did a lot of things. You know, mm-hmm. I did a lot of. Mm-hmm. I had my hand in a lot of pools. Mostly, uh, that was uh, from a series of networking that I was able to go up the ladder mm. uh, there in in the in the chain of command. It's who you know. It's who you know. It's who you know. And I uh, I had a lot of counting. Almost the most counting experience in the in the country from. Uh, the goats. I had to keep inventory. And you had stock so many of, goats. I had so many goats. You became that, a great counter. No one had that Have number of anything. Have you had a goat milk latte? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dying to know if, what they're like. Des- describe to me what a latte is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just. So you've never had a latte, Sophocles? I don't know until I know. You it's know, hot, gotcha. too hot to drink, foamed up milk with mm. espresso, and then a, a fun milk. 
That sounds and then a like a fun milk. Uh-huh. A fun milk. <laughs> I've put goat milk in things way too hot to drink. Mm. You may have accidentally made a latte at some point in your life. Then <gasps> I, it sounds like I might have. Yeah. So just describe how that tasted then. Oh my god! Your accidental latte. Divine. It just oh. they taste great. Sour. Cole Porter. <laughs> You should have a goat milk latte. Okay. Let's go get one. Let's all three of us. We'll go get. We'll go get goat milk lattes after the. Goat milk lattes after the show. I wonder if my goats are still around. Eight o'clock at night is the perfect time for a goat milk latte date. (laughs) So let's go back over to Cole Porter for just a moment. We are quickly running out of time, unfortunately. (gasps) So I'd like to ask you about one of your early successes, the musical Gay Divorce, which featured a young Fred Astaire. Gay, comma. Divorce! Exclamation point. Oh, it, I didn't see the uh, the punctuation there at all. So it's gay, comma, divorce, exclamation point? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Is that? It, it almost seems like that's like a first and last name that are switched. Like it's a person named divorce, gay or something. Because no, I don't understand how the, how, the, how the comma works. Right. It's like gay, divorce. That's hmm. the idea. Okay. It's just a tonal thing. It's just tonal. Okay. So gay, divorce. Featured a very young Fred Astaire. He's already a Broadway star, not a movie star yet. Yeah. Um, but the show re- received mixed reviews because right. Fred Astaire didn't have his normal partner in the musical with him. Yeah. His usual partner was his sister, Adele. Yeah. And I just wanted to clarify this. So you were there at the time. Mm-hmm. So people were upset that Fred Astaire wasn't on stage being romantic with his sister like he normally was. Right. In the play Gay, Gay Divorce. Right. I find that weird. I find that weird. I think that people would be upset that he was being romantic with his sister in like every other musical that he was in. Oh, Jared. I don't understand. You don't think that's weird? I think it would be I'm weird. I'm struggling to understand. I think it's weird. What makes to, you so uncomfortable so. Even if you're watching like two people that you know aren't related, but they say they're related and they're getting it on in a movie or musical, that I think that makes people uncomfortable. No. But, but th- thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. you. No. But you're thinking of this in terms of today and now. That's a good point. My sweet, this is back then. This is, It's just show business. It's just acting. Mm-hmm. Like how Britney Spears did. Uh, baby one more time and the romantic lead was her cousin in that music video. Mm, it was? Yeah. Yeah, see I find that a little gross. Not I really do. So no, maybe I'm with I just you, have uh, uh maybe I just have a hair trigger for uh incest. Maybe I'm just like yeah, Right. Know. Maybe that's your own thing. Maybe that's my own that thing. That you're bringing into the I'm space. I'm the only one. That's I'm I the think only that's guy. All, yeah. That's what you're bringing into the space. Well, let me ask sure. you about this, Cole Porter. So, you they they did a uh, a biopic of you starring Carrie Grant back in the day, 1946. Oh, I loved him. We were in love. You and Carrie Grant were in love? Obviously. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's then, wonderful. Yes, thank you. Oh, that's I I would have loved to have seen you two out on the town just at the top of your game, just enjoying <laughs> each other's company, you know. Unless he's a famous movie yeah. star, you're, you know, the 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 highest selling uh, you recording know, songwriter of all time. Well, recording artist might be a stretch. <laughs> but let me ask you this. So, I wanted to ask you about this biopic, which people said was largely fictional. Did they have that thing in the biopic where they would they would show like the moment that you were inspired to write like certain songs and you'd see like what they were doing in the moment. <gasps> right. You know what I mean? Oh, I know of the moment that yeah. the, the, that Hollywood moment of like, mm-hmm. what was it? Yeah. Right. So wait, what? So did you, so was that in your biopic? Like, would you, Oh, like did they all show... the moments for all my songs. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so let's talk about some of these. So you have you, your famous song, I Get a Kick Out of You. Yes. Okay. Oh, you're obsessed So with what? That <laughs> Not once if you brought up Ain't Misbehaving. Well, what about, I mean, uh, I'm a big fan of I've Got You Under My Skin also. Right. So tell us about the moment in the movie where you, where you think to write the song, I've Got You Under My Skin. True. <laughs> Okay, so the moment was I was in Palm Desert. Mm-hmm. You're an LA boy, you know where that's at. I know at. Palm Deserts, right? Yeah. I was in Palm Desert, and oh, I was getting burned like a little lobster on the on the pool. It was terrible. Okay, and Carrie said, "Oh, oh no, my darling, you're getting all burned up. Your your butt cheeks are getting all bu- see." <laughs> Butt cheeks Interesting. again. Butt cheeks again. Okay. Burned up. Mm-hmm. You've got to put on your copper tone. Mm-hmm. And then I said, no, I couldn't possibly. Uh, it's too slimy. I'll just keep slipping off my, this really fun pool floaty. And he, I mean, this isn't a very fascinating story, but this, but this was is what was all, in the movie. This oh, is this, in the, movie. the whole thing was in the movie. Okay. It's about 20 minutes. And I, we go back and forth as lovers do. Oh, mm-hmm. chop, chop. <laughs> I'm getting the chop. 
I'm getting You go the back light. and forth as lovers do. <laughs> and finally I said, fine, Carrie, I, I guess I can't worry. I'm going to slip off the pool floaty with the sunblock. I'll just put it on. So then very similar to how Ben Affleck puts the sunblock on J-Lo's butt cheeks in that mo- the music in- video, Jenny from the block. Okay. That's how Carrie Grant seductively puts on my butt. Sunscreen on your butt butt cheeks. Only there was no one there to film it. Anyway, so then And then you said and then I've said, got you under my skin. I've got you I've got you under my skin. That's the new song. Wow. Yes. That is unfortunately all the time we have for this week's episode of Famous wow. Dead People. That can't be. I'm glad we got to that last uh that last we we saw, really saw the inspiration there. I'd like to thank my guests, Sophocles and Cole Porter, for wow. joining me in the studio today. I have one final question for you both. Do either of you have any shows or comedians that you're big fans of that you want to tell people about? Uh, Sophocles, anything you want to tell people about? Well, I think both of us can agree that we love uh, the story pirates here in New York. Mm. Uh, they, uh, yeah. The new season of the podcast is out, and that's certainly something to take a listen to. All right. Yes. Check that out. And uh, Cole Porter, anything you want to tell people about? Yes. Mine is more selfish plug. Okay. It's not a wonderful nonprofit. It's just a hopeful star <laughs> at the Rebecca Robles show mm-hmm. on Instagram and find episodes of the show on YouTube. That's Rebecca and then last name R-O-B-L-E-S. Go check that out. I, of course, am your host, Jared Berenstein. Check yes. out all my stuff at JaredBerenstein.com. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Uh, rate and review the podcast. Uh, go And also put in your calendars. March 24th at 9 p.m. I'll be doing a show at the Magnet Theater called The Sporty 40. That's 324 at 9 p.m. at the Magnet Theater, The Sporty 40. Hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't really plotted it out so much. I'll probably do like a, oh! Your Cole Porter? (laughs) That's your Cole Porter voice? (gasps) <laughs> I, like that. I think so. I like that. And yeah. uh, Sophocles, maybe? I tried to look up audio recordings, but I couldn't find any of Sophocles. Oh, no. Sophocles? I mean, I like that is a shame. That the, is a shame. Yeah. I, I,